This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Okay, St. Catharines, Ontario. There's some neighbors who are complaining about what one person in the neighborhood has put in their front yard. Yeah, this one couple, I guess they're big horror movie fans, you know the type. Uh, mm-hmm. They found a, a, a Yeah, they, we found a, they, they found a wooden coffin on Facebook Marketplace. Kind of bizarre in itself, you can get a coffin on Facebook Marketplace. But uh, she showed it to her boyfriend, and she was like, oh, that's cool, we should buy that and use it for like something, like an art piece or something. So they bought it. And they turned it into a flower bed. So in front of their house, there is a coffin with, you know, like the one door up and the one door down. Uh-huh, like like an open casket. Yeah, right. exactly. And then there's flowers coming out of it. Uh, some people in the neighborhood, not too pleased. Um, so they started complaining to bylaw officers. There wasn't necessarily a bylaw that was against it. So they put it under a bylaw of um, uh, disposing waste improperly. Hmm? Just trying for to get something to stick, you know, legally so that they'd have to take it down. Uh, but the neighbors fought and said, uh, no, we're not going to do it. So they just got word that they don't actually have to take it down. So the coffin will remain uh, on somebody's front lawn in St. Catharines for the time being. Used coffin. Used coffin. From now Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Who sold it? So I was like, well, I was planning on dying, but I've changed my mind. Yeah, Or maybe you're like, you know what? I am going to be cremated cremated after all. But it would kind of, like, if you're 75 walking around your neighborhood, do you really want to pass a coffin? (laughs) Constant reminder? of your mortality. Uh, But I guess if you live next to a graveyard, people walk by graveyards all the time. You got pictures of this thing? Yeah, I'll post it. I'll post it on Facebook. Do you think it looks tasteful or is it pretty tacky looking? I mean, it's it's kind of tacky. Like, it looks like it would... I don't want to judge anybody's taste too harshly, but it looks like it would be a fun thing around Halloween. And yeah. it would be kind of like more of a classy Halloween decoration. But to keep it year-round, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of. Looks like a classy Halloween decoration in the middle of July. <laughs> I bet there's uh, some stories out there of neighbors who have eyesores on their front lawns. Like, mm-hmm. the... It's, there is some people who just, they they want to get creative, you know? They want to repurpose something, and, and good for them. Recycle, reuse, repurpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you've got a neighbor like that who has something in their front yard that just drives you nuts every time you look at it, let us know. You have a friend who... Uh, who sent you a message, Jim? He had uh, a big Jesus overlooking his property from his neighbors. Yeah, it didn't. It was like close to his neighborhood, and I would drive past it anytime I would go to his place. And then every time I go by, I'm like, is there another lawn gnome or something? That, and I like, drove by it like another day, and there was a blue orb on top of a pedestal. Apparently, this guy, anytime somebody would complain about the Jesus statue, he would just put another th- ugly thing out on his property uh-huh. to make his neighbors even more angry. It was like a little internal battle they had going on. Well, that's what Jesus would do, right? Passive-aggressive Jesus, What yes. would you do? If, <laughs> if, I'm sure, you know, Jesus put those lawn ornaments up mm-hmm. to tick off the, uh, the neighbors back in the day. Sure. David says, I have a neighbor that sits on the front porch. Having to look at his face is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can do anything about that one. If yeah. you're if you got a front porch, you're allowed to sit on it. That's the whole point. Uh, what about this one? My neighbors had their Christmas lights up since I bought my house nine years ago. <laughs> we responded, "Are they turning them on?" Yes. In the summer, he calls them his porch lights. <laughs>
I, I know we're going to win this giveaway, the trip to outer space. You know how you know how I know we're going to win it, Jim? Because oh. I, I don't really want to go. <laughs> it's always that way, eh? Uh-huh. There's a raffle going on to win a seat on one of the next Virgin Galactic flights to the edge of space. Mm-hmm. Richard Branson went up successfully this past weekend. And they're raising money for charity at omaze.com with a with a, with an auction Jim and I entered yesterday. <laughs> Feeling do, pretty good. You do get a plus one. Mm-hmm. And you're excited about this. Of course. How would you not want to go to the edge of space? Well, I I think I gotta go with Ashton Kutcher's wife on this one, Mila Kunis. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher had a ticket to go to outer space. And he got rid of it. Here he is on a, a website, Cheddar.com, being interviewed about his decision not to go to space right now. When I got married and had kids, uh, my wife basically encouraged that it was not a uh, smart family decision uh, to be heading into space when we have young children. Um, so I ended up selling my ticket back to Virgin Galactic. Um, and I was supposed to be on the next flight, uh, but I will not be on the next flight. Um, but at some point, I'm going to space. <laughs> yeah, sure you are, bud. I'll wait until they're teenagers and they hate me. <laughs> Once the kids are 13, yeah. they don't care if dad blows up in a rocket explosion. <laughs> I'm going to take off for three months during their trouble years, float around for a bit. I, I agree. It's uh, it's tough when you have something to live for, Jim. You got nothing, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Two dogs, they'll they only want me for food. They're fine. As long as someone else picks up their poop and feeds them, <laughs> they'll get over it. I feel that. Same though. with my kids, probably too. Yeah, I feel that though. My girlfriend asked me to not get a motorcycle. I was seriously consider considering buying a motorcycle, getting my motorcycle license, and my girlfriend was like, "Please don't." Did and then I say, fell off a skateboard and separated my yeah. shoulder and thought, probably not. Best decision. Did she say you've got two dogs is one of the reasons not to get a motorcycle? No. Think no. of the dogs, Jim. <laughs> I know. I was like, think of the dogs in a side cart with goggles and a scarf on. How would you like to get on the uh, the flight to outer space and Ashton Kutcher sitting next to you? Would you think you're getting punked? <laughs> I would not want him on my flight. Yeah, it depends if there was other celebs on there too, but if it was just him, I'd yeah. be suspicious. Oh my God, the rocket is going to crash. <laughs> Good one, Ashton. I'm not falling for it. Where's the camera? <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> Here's a good headline. This gave me a chuckle. Shark experts don't want us using the term shark attacks anymore. Hmm. They think it gives sharks a... A negative, uh... Shut up. I'm serious. Give them a bad rap. So they want you instead. Here's some suggestions. Instead of shark attack, you can call them shark interactions. Shut up. Or negative shark encounters. (laughs) Interaction with a shark sounds like it handed you a business card. Yeah. They they point back to... um, the early 1900s, people used to call them shark accidents. The term attack didn't gain steam until the 1930s. And now sharks are perceived as man-eating monsters. But only 13 people worldwide were killed by sharks last year. So everyone just relax. But would you say they were attacked by a shark? I would. If a shark kills you, that's, I would not want to call it an interaction. 
No, Jim, I, I had a negative shark interaction where a shark uh, borrowed my arm for a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I lent him some blood to keep him going. Yeah, there you go. Negative shark interactions. We got a call here. Uh, Billy the Kid is, is with us. A- and you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I, was, I never thought about it before until you guys brought it up, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and I know there's a ridiculously small number. You guys, I think you guys said 13. About 13 attacks, shark right? attacks a year around the world. Right. How many bugs do you step on a day? It's not like you're attacking those bugs, right? Eh. If you mean to step on them. Yeah. If I have a fly swatter out, and I'm totally attacking the flies that get into my house. That is an attack. That is an attack. But they talk about <laughs> shark attacks mostly being mistaken identity. It thinks it's just trying to eat a seal. You sure, know? sure. But you're acting like its feelings are hurt if we call it an attack. The shark doesn't know, and it makes no difference. No, the shark doesn't know, but the public perception does change. And I remember uh, watching this documentary on tiger sharks, and if there was a tiger shark attack, Everyone would go out and they'd go hunting tiger sharks trying to get this one. Mm. But the stats would say that by the time they got out in their boats to go hunt it, this coastal shark is already miles up the coast, and you're just killing different sharks that never did anything to anybody. <laughs> That's true. They're just minding their own business. That is true. You don't want an angry mob out there. Yeah, it's a case of mistaken shark identity. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think they're attacking people. I think they're a bunch of good guys and girls in the sea. Just doing their own thing, and we give nature such a hard time. I feel the same way about coyotes, a lot of predators. Uh-huh. But, it, but an interaction could be like a shark bumping against you. Like, it's just not specific enough. It right. doesn't, it's not a good use of language. A shark interaction is would even be seeing a shark in the water. Yeah. It, it, it's I, such a wide spectrum, but when you say shark attack, you know someone's getting bit. I, I feel the same way. There are shark, I, the terminology shark interaction and stuff like that. I'm not sure on the final place you're going to land. Yeah. But attacks? I don't think they're necessarily attacks. That implies... Well, Billy, you know, you're, I'm sure 90% of the time they're not, but what about the 10% of sharks that are just bad? You know? It's an attack, it's an attack. Yeah, the like mean, what about the mean 90%. sharks who now you're basically giving permission to get away with it? Yeah, like that shark from Finding Nemo. Yeah, he, oh, wasn't, he wasn't a nice he shark. Tried, he tried to turn over a new leaf, but he's still a shark, man. Yeah, fish are friends, not food. (laughs) (laughs) Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. peacock. It's time for sports here with Taz and Jim, and we're joined by Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Have you been following this Richard Sherman story? Richard Sherman, NFL player, currently a free agent, but he played for the 49ers. He was signed by the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and he was arrested the other day. Yeah, he was arrested. It's an interesting story. He's now being uh, released from jail without bail. And one interesting aspect about this for me was after he was released yesterday, uh, they also announced that uh, one of the charges that he was uh, facing had been downgraded. So initially it was a felony. Uh, Now it's a uh, misdemeanor of criminal trespass. So he was booked on Wednesday on a burglary domestic violence charge after attempting to force his way into his in-laws' house in Seattle. But that's now being downgraded, which you don't always see. But depending, we don't know exactly what happened here. 
But I do like seeing if this isn't as serious as a felony charge, they made the they made the change right away. He was released on bail, and the judge called him a pillar of the community. For some reason, though, he was trying to go after his father-in-law. They were There's arguing about something. Video. I've got it right here. So this is the, the doorbell cam of Richard Sherman trying to bust through his father-in-law's door. Shout out to that door, though, because that is a big man oh, trying yeah. to get through it, and it holds. <laughs> that video will be used in an advertisement for the door company. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Can you imagine wanting to fight your father-in-law that bad? That's a, an awkward That's an awkward table at Thanksgiving, for yeah. sure. I don't know what's going on. He looks like he's messed up on something, because as he's leaving the scene, he kind of does like a spin you know, it's almost like he's on something. Yeah. I don't well, know anytime you hear on. about football players and, and mental issues, you wonder if it's something from their playing career, mm-hmm. hits to the head, concussions. There are reports that Richard Sherman was on antidepressants, that he has had some, some mental issues, and he may have been talking about the possibility of harming himself. Um, so it, it sounds like he's he's pretty messed up, but it's good that the legal system has... Uh, looked at the situation and and cut him a bit of slack here, so hopefully he can get the help he needs instead of being punished for uh, for his mental problems, Dev. Yeah, you never know what uh, someone else is going through and what uh, they're dealing with and how it manifests itself sometimes. So, uh, I mean, the good news with all of this is Richard Sherman physically is okay. His father-in-law, his family seem to be okay. So hopefully... Richard Sherman and his family can get the help they need, whether it be therapy or whatever, moving forward, because there are cases where this could go a completely different way in a more uh, violent way, and that didn't happen here. So um, an unfortunate situation, but also one where you could see this could go very differently in other cases, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think, I think in the long run, Richard Sherman is going to be more happy than anyone that that door was so solid, yeah. right? Because this could have been a lot worse if he busted through there. It could have been, and uh, thankfully it, he, uh, the door held strong, and uh, that and the ring.com maybe have a new uh, commercial ahead for themselves. Yeah. Thanks, Dev. A neighborhood in southeast Barrie got hit hard by a tornado. EF2 class, 210 kilometer per hour winds, and it is really, it's wild how much damage this thing did in this area like there's one house the roof is completely gone Mm -hmm. and it it almost separated perfectly from the house so it's like you're looking at the floor plan of the second (laughs) floor of the house you know what i mean yeah weirdly enough there's a thing you put on the roof called hurricane clips that's actually they're literally called that so that your roof doesn't blow off but i guess they failed this time yeah the all the walls are still up Mm -hmm. the roof is just completely gone And we played some audio earlier. Let's do this again. This is Natalie Harris. She's actually, I I believe, a Barry City Councilor. And here she is coming out of her basement and realizing that her house is destroyed and her roof is completely gone. Holy s***. 
my God, a tornado just hit our house. Adam, the roof is gone. Holy sh**, the Jeep's gone. Stay there. Holy sh**. That's when she leaves her house. house. Yeah, she's, she's looking, looking in the front the yard. Oh my god! Oh my god, the roof is gone. There's not one house that's not damaged. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Oh, Adam, everything's okay. You're okay. Just keep the dogs down there. Oh my god, the roof is gone. Yeah, I don't know if that if Adam is her her son or her husband, but good on her for being the first one out of the basement. <laughs> After True. hearing all the noise, must have been insane. I, I've never been inside a house as the roof is torn off, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine that it would be a terrifying sound. It would sound like an explosion. Oh, yeah, and uh, you know, it's it, looking at the the cars flipped over and the truck. It really is astounding that nobody was killed. We've got eight people injured four seriously with the tornado, and we're hoping for speedy recoveries for everybody, obviously. Uh, Here is the moment that one Barry resident realized the tornado was coming towards him. He's coming out of what looks like an office building and turns the corner, sees this thing bearing right down on him. It's huge. This came out of nowhere. And there goes the power. Holy sh! There's a tornado right there. Oh my god! I've never seen anything like this in my life. <sighs> I probably would react the exact same way. Like, yeah. You, you're not expecting to see a, tor- a tornado, especially one of that size. Yeah. Like in maybe there'll be some lightning, some storms, but then like the first thing he sees, it was like like out of a movie almost. It was like right, at, right through his front door. Yeah. It's like when you come around a corner and you bump into a person, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like Whoa. someone's going the other way. He almost did that with a tornado. It'd be hard. I don't know if your adrenaline would, would, would start pumping. Like, I would want to keep filming it. And I saw some video of like people chasing the tornado in their cars. Not a good idea. I don't think I would do that, but I would be really tempted just for the clout and the hits to keep filming. There's a, there's a young girl in a car, it looks like, and she's filming out her front window. And when the stuff starts, the debris mm. that is just swirling through the air, it truly looks, it's the movie Twister. I'm surprised you're expecting the cow to fly yeah. by at any second. <laughs> Pretty wild. You just imagine the number of people who are calling in to work this morning saying, yeah, I can't make it into work. I don't have a ride. What? That's not a good excuse. Well, here's my car, and it's three blocks away, upside down. Yeah. I think once, you, once you show the boss that picture, he's going to understand the situation. Yeah. The amount of cleanup that's going to have to happen in Barrie today yeah. is insane. Yeah, cleanup is underway, but the neighborhood in southwest Barrie was hit hard. You can see uh, pictures. We've shared the Global News article about the tornado touching down on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. It's reopening stage three. Oh, hello. We got up to 25 people attending indoor gatherings and public events. That's going to be weird for the first five or six minutes, huh, folks? <laughs> Have you been inside with 25 people in a year and a half, Jim? Hmm. Been with a few. Yeah. You can get back to church with expanded capacity on Sunday. 
Uh, indoor dining is now allowed with no capacity limits except for keeping two meters apart from other tables. Sports and recreational fitness facilities operating at maximum 50% capacity and 50% spectator capacity allowed up to 1,000 people. Meeting and event spaces... <sighs> Get off a of Zoom. Put your pants on. <laughs> Quit your tubing. Stop tubing. And get, get in a boardroom with some coworkers <laughs> and get naked in real life in front of them. <laughs> That's right. Pants optional. Is that going to be the new rule when we get back to it here? Well, we're so used to it now. Personal care services that require masks to be removed. Uh, are happening casinos there you go Uh museums aquariums landmarks galleries fairs amusement parks all allowed to have 50 percent capacity concert venues you got movie theaters as well that uh, are operating at 50 percent capacity and I i may take my son to see his first movie in a movie theater and this has been delayed because of covid he's never seen a movie on the big screen hmm May have to go check out Space Jam this weekend, Jim. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be any good. I'm, I, it's getting negative reviews, so I look back at the old Space Jam, the original. It also got a bunch of negative reviews. Sure. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, that was probably right for your age group. What were you, like 9 or 10 yeah. when Space Jam came out? So you're like the perfect age for the first one, right? Because Michael Jordan is the was the biggest deal. You know, still is, kind of. But And Looney Tunes, who didn't love them? And the soundtrack. The whole movie was just a vibe. I believe I can fly. Fly like an eagle. Take up the jam and walk into the jam. <laughs> Come on and jam if you want to jam. I haven't read too much about the, the movie because I don't want to ruin it for myself. <laughs> Spoilers. I, I don't want to know if the Toon Squad is able to beat the Monstars. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I wonder if Michael Jordan makes an appearance in the movie. Hmm. LeBron's the star, but MJ's the OG. I think he's probably bit bitter that this movie even is happening. You think he's because it's like it's kind of like walking in his foot. Like it's a complete ripoff. We do know that Jordan takes everything personally, and I took that personally. But when you're constantly being compared to Michael Jordan, (laughs) they made a second Space Jam, and I took that personally. (laughs) Like he is trying to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Get your own bunch of cartoon characters to hang out with LeBron. Yeah, team up with Hanna Barbera. <laughs> Hanna Barbera. Hanna Bar. Is that how is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you think there was a woman named Hanna Barbera who made all those cartoons? I thought it was. A, I thought it was two people, <laughs> Hanna and Barbara. A couple of nice, nice gals. <laughs> <laughs> who created the Flintstones. I don't know. You know, like Beverly was a Barbara. dude's name back in the day. I'm going to bridge club tonight <laughs> with Hannah and Barbara. Black Widow is in theaters. You can see uh, F9, which I believe is Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, there it is. It's it's out this weekend. I'm looking at Landmark Cinemas here. What else we got? The Boss Baby. There's another one for the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Okay, like there is some options here, folks. If you want to go check out a movie in the theater this weekend, I'd book your tickets online as soon as possible because, yeah, there is a a capacity of 50%, so not as many tickets available, but it's going to be nice to get some popcorn and go back and watch a movie on the big screen. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or 
subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.